Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hello, welcome. Life let's chat. It's hard. You want to talk? I know, that's disappointing. Sit back. Let's work this How's out. How's it going? What are we doing here? Where are you going? amazing if you think about it. Let's think this about this. strange. I have some thoughts about that. Life is hard. Trauma bonded. Okay, ready? So let's get right into it. Okay, let's get right into it. Let's talk MUs. Misunderstood words. More like MWs, am I right? Uh, you know what? It's more like misunderstood acronyms. <laughs> 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 I don't know about you, but I'm feeling turbulated right now. You know, my reactive mind is reacting right now, and I'm going to need to unlock my analytical mind to be cool with all this. I'm about to drop this body and channel my Phaeton because this episode got me pissed. Phaeton. <laughs> is it me or should... I mean, I feel like I should actually join one of these estate project forces to get in shape. Like, they make you run everywhere. They don't feed you much. You're so stressed. You lose your period. It sounds like it could be, like, my New Year's resolution in action. Oh, my God. Like a summer body. Oh, we right? have summer bodies. We just have to oh join my God. the org. <laughs> we should muster up and talk about this shit, right? Yeah. Welcome to Trauma Bonded. I'm Ellie Westberg here with Therese Garcia. Hello, hello. And today we're discussing episode 243 of This Is Actually Happening, What If You Signed a Billion-Year Contract? The storyteller Kat grows up in a Mormon household, her young dad dies at 42, her mom wigs out, and eventually Kat is indoctrinated into another cult, Scientology. So this story follows a 13-year-old Kat into the Sea Org, and we find out all of the lingo and all of the terrible experiences that she has there within. T, uh, what stuck out to you as the heart of the story? First off, can I just say that I appreciate you saying young dad at 42. I appreciate it. Oh, you're a young dad at 42. Yeah. I mean, a young dad who dies, or a dad who dies at 42 is a young dad. Any dad at 42 is a young dad, right? Yeah, you're right. And then dying that young is young as well. Yeah, yeah. For me, 
what really resonated with me was kind of more the relationship between her and her mom. I mean, she just, like we said, just lost her dad. And this girl who's like desperate to get this relationship with her mom is like, she makes all this effort to do that. And then what ends up happening is like her mom just abandons her with this Scientology shit. And it just, it just kind of, I just think it's awful. Yeah, for certain. Because it feels like there's this special thing with her and her mom. And that's kind of what she chalks it up to. It's not so much the Scientology itself. It's just, it's, they get this special time away together. But it's just a way to separate. Yeah. I think what also really stuck out to me is the cult itself. But when she's talking about her loss of her voice, her voice being stolen, that they kind of wore her down in this like police interrogation sort of way, like wore down her will, it really pissed me off. You know, the bravado of this cult, right? So steeped in abuse that they tell you you're a Thetan is a billion years old. Even though you're a 13-year-old, you have the mind, the experience, the knowledge, the wisdom, the discernment, the understanding of a billion-year-old. But it's interesting how they don't include you also have the will, the autonomy, the agency, the freedom, the power of a billion-year-old. They make sure to root all that out. So you lose all of that because that's the 13-year-old you. It really makes me mad. It's not consensual. I mean, she's just 13, still trying to figure it out. Like putting yourself in the position of Kat when she, when she sees her mom off at the airport and, you know, she's inside sort of begging for her mom to say she doesn't have to stay. So it makes me so mad that her mom just like forced her into it and she didn't feel like she could renege on her decision. And then she blames herself, which is heartbreaking. And I've listened to this a few times. I always think her mom's going to just say, wait, wait. Mm -hmm. This is crazy. Just like when you're watching Titanic. If you never put in the second tape, the ship never sinks. Do you know what a tape is? Like duct tape? (laughs) Can I just jump into this random theory? I guess it's not random. Oh, go on. Okay. Did mom set it all up? Oh, shit. That's funny that you say that because I did write a note. Her mom seemed kind of happy that this happened to her. I know. Right? So because they were hanging out, some rando approaches and says, do you want to watch a movie? Right? It does sound a little bit suspect. Right? I mean, if she didn't set it up, usually you're like, no, I'll probably keep my kid. Well, I mean, I it's, she, it blows my mind that she, there's zero secrecy about the fact that she's resentful, that she out and out says aloud, I shouldn't have had so many kids. I wish I didn't have so many kids. And the fact that... As if it's their fault. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, I mean, I don't want to totally degrade the mom. I don't know her and I haven't heard her voice. But considering that she's estranged from the storyteller, she sounds like a real piece of shit. In yes. so many ways. And to to say that out loud to a, a child and not recognize that it's going to have long-term consequences on their self-esteem, mm-hmm. let alone your relationship, is just, it's just sick. Oh, it's so sick. And then to have the child just be like needing her. I know. So like needing someone who's so 
toxic. It's just, it hurts to like think about. Yeah. It really is painful thinking about the struggle she went through from, I mean, 10 to 21, basically just suffering. I mean, it definitely sounds like her husband and having kids and then getting into therapy is what saved her. But it's funny because her relationship with her mom is so parallel to her relationship with Scientology. It's like the thing that they tell you is going to fix you is actually the thing that's going to abuse you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. her wanting her mom, but her mom being a total piece of shit, like, and didn't want her anyway, but it wasn't the thing that was going to save her. And neither was Scientology. I believe that that theory might be true. I wouldn't put it past her. I wonder if she got paid for it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand the ins and outs of this. Yeah. But I know that she spent a lot of money. And we know that she is into pyramid schemes. So it seems that she might be taken by a pyramid scheme. Yeah. She sounds like a brain-dead idiot, to be honest. Yeah, she does. Heartless, brain-dead, easily subjected to groupthink. How do you become a Mormon and a Scientologist in America? (laughs) Like, I don't know. It's like... Yeah, he got hit twice. <laughs> Which is the, the fringiest, skeeviest right? religions. And she became a Mormon when they were adults, which just blows my mind. Uh, I mean, I'll never understand the salvation of adults. I figure if you made it to an adult, you know, kind of being uninterested, like just keep on with that. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, Unless- it is weird. But I guess if you lose your husband, you know, if something happens. No, but see, or- her... Her mom and dad became Mormons as adults together. Oh, as adults together. Yes. Like how my parents got saved when I was two. Yeah. Her parents got Mormons when she was, before she was born. Yeah, that I don't get as much. I mean, I guess the Scientology part, they got them when they were, you know, when they were feeling sad about the dad dying, you know? Yeah. So you're feeling real vulnerable. Of course. Well, and it's so easy to take advantage of the vulnerability of children. I mean, it's just sick what they do to her. You know, and it's funny, she talks about, early on in the episode, Kat talks about how there was this brief moment or time period when her mom left religion And my heart kind of leapt because you do have this hope like, oh, they escaped, right? Yeah. But really, it's just a reprieve from one. (laughs) One, so that they can become vulnerable to fall into another shitty one. So you're going against your own instincts, even though you kind of know what's right and wrong, but other people are telling you to deny yourself. That very much resonated with me with her, that she kept trying to make herself small. Right. Oh, so manipulative. Yeah. So, of course, my parents found their way back into it because that's the kind of people they are. They have to have that kind of presence in their lives. But T, my big question is how how do you raise your kids as atheists? I don't know. I think you can figure out what's right and wrong, not through religion and, and help people figure that out have open conversations where you don't have to hide your feelings and thoughts. Religion kind of messed me up for a long time. So I figure, why not not just not? 
Well, I think what's interesting about you guys too is you and your wife both were damaged in some way by or hurt by religion. I I thought it was interesting that you guys just as parents kind of like peeled back all the dogma behind it, right? Like the crucifixion gotcha, gotcha. of Jesus, like you went and visited that Catholic school, right? And there's all these pictures oh of like these horrific like death porn scenes. <laughs> there's some dude like hanging yeah. From his hands yeah. on nails the and blood, his feet. And the cor- oh my god! Corn. Like yeah. well, maybe we're desensitized by that, but when we visited that school, I was like looking at it through the eyes of Arlo yeah. as we walked around. Yeah, and everything seemed fine, you know, like colors and circles and shapes, you know, all these things. And then I saw that, and I was like, "Oh my! <laughs> why? Why is this happening?" <laughs> Let him be happy for a, a little bit yeah for, like geez already yeah. since we were born it was like i've been seeing that crucifixion thing don't put the burden of the sins of the world and and eternal oh, damnation on their little five-year-old hearts do we have to i don't think so i don't think so yeah either. so we're trying to avoid it going back to the episode at hand like that's something that really like broke my heart for the storyteller is when she's at the sea org she's just alone she has no one to talk to she <clears throat> can't talk to, she can't even she only talked to her mother twice and she said even then you know the the conversations monitored so she can't be open and honest to just live this really isolated quiet hard life at these really critical ages is just so incredibly Oh, I sad. know. Yeah, you're like 12, 13. The worst. It's already bad. And now you're in Sea Org. Yeah. Oh, my God. When she said that, like, she wasn't even eating or anything, but it was um, – and then so she didn't get her period. But that was a good thing. Right, because she had to buy her own pads. she didn't have money for pads. Can you imagine I was having like, to buy your own pads? Oh, God. It's awful. It seems to me that it's mostly predicated on the idea that they have a lot of like slang and abbreviations, oh and it's a whole language. It's a whole language, right? right? And so, what do what is creating this insular language do? It automatically sets up this idea that there's us and there's them, right? Mm-hmm. And I learned this a lot in our in my experience with religion is that we have the truth and we were on the inside looking out and the people on the outside didn't have the truth. Right. So anytime you create this situation where you want to be in the know, this is what's so brilliant about L Ron Hubbard. It's like, let's make up words for everything and then let's shorten them and make them cute. Registrar, as we say, Regis. We're not pre-clear. We're PC. I kept track of so many ones. Study text. MUs are misunderstood words and that they're going to make you blow, which just means you're agitated. I know. <laughs> yeah. But that, that her graduation was predicated on the idea of what does she call it? Learning her words. She kept, she kept referring oh, yes. to just... And then I'd be reading and, you know, I'd, I'd hope that I never got to a word that I didn't know. Oh, oh, this is my favorite one. Interbulate. 
Oh, and turbulate. Upset. Upset. Don't turbulate your mother. <laughs> oh my God. Um, KR is a knowledge report. Um, yes. 2D flowing, right? We're 8D. It's eight dynamics. 2D is your sex and family. And if you were 2D flowing, that meant, that meant you were flirting. And you had to Better refer not. for yourself to the EP... FIC, which I never caught what that stood for. Yeah, I have a question mark next to that. EPF. Well, let's just look it up. I think that's the estate project force or something. That's what the program I think she was in. Oh, estate project force. It's basically manual labor. Right. Um, a meeting is called a muster. Oh, my God. And, like, they had to, like, check them, like, a bunch of times a day to make sure there weren't any runaways. I feel like that is, like... That's like, there's, that gives you the clue. Right. Like right there. I'd be like, you know what? <laughs> Maybe this isn't <laughs> for me. taking my name down? A dev yeah. T is developmental traffic, and that's bad. My dev T got in the way. Yeah, you don't want that. Oh, drop your body means die. Your flesh costume. Oh, so good. I mean, he it really is. So good. is a, I mean, L. Ron Hubbard. Let's face it; he was a genius. He's a genius. He, the fact that all these people are all about about it's amazing. He's a tax evader, right? This is, and then he realized that if you want to get out of taxes and if you want to make a lot of money, that he started a cult. And this is already genius to begin with because I think he's absolutely spot on with that. Mm-hmm. But this idea, right? Your Thetan is a billion years old. T. So you being yes. 13, that doesn't mean that your Thetan hasn't laid carpet perfectly before. So we're going to exploit our labor with the idea that their billion-year-old Thetan self knows how to lay... Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be carpet perfectly and it oh yeah so when you're laying this car i mean i can't even imagine what these projects look like but you're basically (laughs) taught you're you believe that you can lay carpet perfectly even though i can do this no one's ever showed it to you before but i've done this your thetan who's a billion years old has been a carpet layer before and they know how to do it perfectly at some point in that billion years, you've laid carpet, you've done a lot of construction. Yeah, so just go do it. Um, Why are you bitching to me it's for? It's like muscle memory. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like riding a bike, really, laying carpet. This, I can imagine. But, like, would you forget it? Like, I did that literally, like, a million years ago, like, 
Do I no. get training again? I just remember. No, remember, because that's also one of the tenets of your mind is that oh. is that you never forget anything. And the, oh, oh, that's, that's your right. analytical brain. And I forget what the name of the other kind of your brain is. Your other kind of your brain, your reactive, your reactive brain mind. is, you know, all those dirty psychologists telling you you've been damaged and stuff. So if you can get rid of those people... You just have your analytical brain and your analytical brain is perfect and it remembers everything you've ever learned ever perfectly. In the billion years? Yes. I mean, that's pretty amazing. That's super. She must have been doing it and being like, why can't I remember? Right. And it's her Come reactive. On, it's, be- it's her fault. Yeah. And Satan. It's like, do you have a lisp? Like it just, <laughs> it just sounds a lot like Satan and I'm just like weirded <laughs> out. Like, could you do another word? It's confusing me. <laughs> you know? Am I Satan? Or are you oh, Satan? Oh, wow. That you know? did not even occur to me that it's a list of the Satan. Every time. Although I do think, I, I wanted to ask you, do you think you would have enjoyed being forced to run everywhere? I, well, I'd be in a lot of good shape. I mean, there's a lot of good things about this. I, I feel like we're coming around. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, wait, personality test. Like, this is cool. Like, I love doing those BuzzFeeds, you know. Oh, for real. And then uh, any issue you have, just take this course. Like, you'll be good to go, right? Yeah. I mean, it sounds kind of cool. I just don't understand the transition. Like, I love, like, all this, right? Like, let's take this lie detector and get rid of all those blocks or whatever words they do. But then what's that transition from, like, let's be a perfect person who recalls everything to, like, manual labor and then not talking to your family and just, like, you know, like, it's a, it's a good sell. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would walk in there. I've seen the Scientology building in San Francisco and they're like, personality test. I'm like, yes. Yeah. It's a beautiful building too. It's beautiful. That's the thing with the Mormon buildings too. Oh my God. Yeah. Right? That's how I get you. Well, and it's interesting that she even noted that the auditing itself made her feel better. And why yes. do you think that is? I think it's what you're talking about. It's one, it's like a personality quiz. So you're automatically feeling like you're getting to know yourself better. And you've got the support of this really kind person guiding you through it using your e-meter cans. And it feels like you're started on the path to recovery in some way. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. of course, you're going to feel like an immediate relief, which had nothing to do with the religion, mind you. It only had to do with the shining a light in a dark space in your life. Finally, it's this idea of finally we're going to start working on this. She can also talk with somebody about it. Like she felt like she couldn't really talk to her mom, right? Yeah. And it's just like open conversations. Like, oh my God, I think I really needed to get this out. Well, I mean, the whole, all yeah. of the rigmarole around this trip in and of itself was set up to seclude her but it was but she took it as her feeling special. She's one kid out of six that gets to go to LA with her mom, this woman that she's been begging for her attention. She's chasing after her. She's always at her ankle because she's afraid she's gonna die. And so now she's finally getting to go to fancy LA with celebrities and palm trees and and she is on this journey to healing and it's just her and her mom. I mean, this is like 
the ultimate high for her at this point in her life. Yeah, it's a dream. Yeah. But what I'm thinking is her mom just set it up. It's like, get this kid off me. Well, it's once she knew that that was possible. I think it definitely became attractive to her. I mean, uh, the amount of money spent on this shit, too, um, is also a huge red flag. You know, even after I left, quote-unquote, left the church at 22... I continued to pay my tithe, my 10% of my income, until I was 29. Oh, my God. Yeah. Why? Because I feel like a brainwash like that. Mm. It's like it's little baby steps, right? It's not like you just wake up one day and go, oh, I'm going to undo 20 years of thinking. It's, It's you start to paw an idea that you've been afraid to paw at and the more you paw at it you finally turn it over and go okay I can accept that and my whole world isn't crashing down so it's like we left the church but I still wasn't convinced I was leaving the quote-unquote the church right like I just left the people and the building and the thing but I hadn't left the construct the dogma So even though I wasn't attending a church, I still felt I had to pay. And if you if you pay a hundred dollars, God's gonna you know reward your tithing hundredfold or whatever. So I was definitely afraid to stop giving them money. It'll come back to me at some point. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, thanks, T. But with that that portion when she was like forced to sign that contract, I mean, and they like the the whole like breaking her down over two days was just sick. I mean, it just sounds abusive to a 13 year old. I'm like, where are the parents here? But I think, I know, you know, it was like a police interrogation. Like we're going to get her to admit to this thing. She doesn't want. And the whole point of that wearing down process is just to kill her voice and, and to convince her it's a good thing that she's doing even though it's entirely against her own instincts and it's, it's teaching her to reject her instincts. And it makes me really sad and her mom should have saved her, but I think you're right. Either the mom orchestrated this sales pitch because, but because we knew she wanted her gone and she didn't seem to make Mm -hmm. that much effort to go and find her or, or she didn't come to her senses. She let her, you know, suffer for nine months. When she talks about, um, she felt paralyzed in herself, like that felt so, I felt those words so much. I feel like that's how I felt when I was a kid in church. I felt paralyzed in myself, constantly rejecting your own internal voice, your own internal moral compass. And everyone on the outside is telling you how you're bad and how you're wrong and how I was watching you during praise and worship and you didn't raise your hands. Is everything okay? Do you need to recommit your life to God? Constantly being watched and judged and told. It's just a sickening normalization of abuse, rejecting oneself. So is it that, do you think that everybody has that like, that thought in the back of their minds? Or does it eventually just go away and you become like, not human anymore that's a good question because yeah we're constantly told that there's this wee little voice inside you that's like your conscience right and 
I think people might have that at varying degrees. I think it gets stomped out of a person in a lot of ways, not just religion. How do you feel like it was in you? Can't wait to get out of here. I get it. Where did you get that confidence, though, to go, no, I'm right. That voice is right. I'm not telling anybody yet. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, I'm going to get the F out of here as soon as humanly possible. I mean, then it didn't happen until I went to college, I think. And I was like, I'm going to go 3,000 miles away. And I There's I no knew way. kids like you when I was growing up. And I I look back now and I, I'm like, why did it take me so long to eradicate that in my life? Like, why? It makes me feel dumb. You're not dumb. Thanks. That, I mean, it's powerful. <laughs> <laughs> Brainwashing is a really powerful thing. No, that's thing. what I have to reassure myself with. You know, like we're saying, like the language is different, you know, like everything. They isolate you. They don't let you speak, you know. Um, and you care about people. At least I did. Maybe that's the that maybe that's how you got out of it. Oh, because I don't care. You didn't anybody. care about people as much as me. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really care yeah. about anybody but myself. That's probably what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. I'm selfish. <laughs> I mean, you're dumb, but I'm selfish. So it's like a terrible <laughs> combination. <laughs> um, so especially sad when Kat was talking about her moment. She had like this moment of peace, like sometime into it. And this is where she almost got sexually assaulted by some oh, old God. man in his 40s who said, I love you Gross. and want to have sex with you. This is so fucked up, right? This, this is so fucked up what religion what what anybody trying to control your mind and gaslight you is so fucked up. She reports yeah. herself, right? Because she's afraid she's going to be in trouble for inviting this 2D exchange. And then while she's waiting for the grand dragon to come up and talk to her, she has to wait and sit. And she's afraid that she's going to be chastised for appearing to sit and be lazy. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. she just avoids, she just runs, she ducks under an old guy in his 40s arms. She ducks out, avoiding a sexual assault, reports herself as if she's a criminal. And then while she's waiting, she's worried she's going to get dinged for sitting and being lazy. And now go back to work. How, how, what a fucking mind fuck is all of that? Well, and. It's not that she was even concerned about, like, getting assaulted, right? She didn't even care about that. She was like, I just don't want to get in trouble for almost, like, having right. sex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But let's talk about, can we talk real quick about overts and withholds? <laughs> yeah. I wanted to talk about the exit interview. Yeah. yeah. And thank God. Well, I just <laughs> want to say, too, like, thank God for the compassion of this person that hadn't been totally scrubbed over oh. humanity that just said to her, yeah, you should go. And that was enough to, like, set her free. Yeah. And she called her still human. Yeah. She hadn't been scrubbed. Which I was like, oh, my gosh. So your overts and your withholds. So your overts just are bad. But your withholds are secret bads. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. to do a security check to unburden yourself of your overts and your withholds. I mean, talking like this is so fun. It's practically like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, you know? It's kind <laughs> of got whimsy to it. 
Yeah, it you does. Can write a song. a security check on burden yourself from your own and withholds. And it's really just to get, you know, dirt on you. And which begs the question, T, have you ever took out a dildo <laughs> and pleasured your lesbian roommate? <laughs> oh, my God. Can I just say, like, yeah, so then... <laughs> They're like, okay, like, have you ever kissed anyone? And it just got worse and worse from there. And so they're like, did you, have you ever effed a dog? And then it gets even worse from there. Are you a lesbian? I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why? So on this. Wasn't the, the order seemed a little off? And then I was like, is it worse to be a lesbian than effing a dog? <laughs> She's like, wait, what? <laughs> have you ever had any alcohol? You get home from a long day on Sea Org, and you're just you're just I'm with sweaty. you. I'm with you're just you. Sweaty, and uh-huh. you're listening, and your roommate's uh-huh. there, right? And she's a woman, and she's also glistening and sweaty, oh. and you what? guys are both having like bad, like two D thoughts. <laughs> hey, stay something? with me here. Just, just got inspired. <laughs> And by the way, do they ever talk about God? I don't think there is a God in Scientology. No, I don't know. Like you're a God, you're your own God or something. You know, um, side note, when, uh, when I started to like, really just like be like, this is all BS. Whenever they'd say the word God, like, do you believe in God or make sure you believe in God or whatever? I would change the word God to me. Oh, right. And I thought that was brilliant. That was you good. should try it. That was really good. You should try it. It was very empowering. How um, did your little brain, how did your little thing. selfish brain know how to do that? Because <laughs> you're dumb, brain. You can't really think of it. True. <laughs> you know, yes, 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 yes. Sign me up. Here's my money. Here's my money. Sign me up. What do I have to do? <laughs> uh, no, but I thought that was a pro tip. I'm just, no, if anybody's out there, you I know. I love it. Wants to get out of there. <clears throat> so basically she gets what I, I would liken it to like a dishonorable discharge or something. They just like send her mm-hmm. home. Um, <clears throat> then, then it really gets sad. You know, her, again, her mom is a total piece of shit. She's a heavy drinker and she's in a pyramid scheme. And she, of course she has a boyfriend. These moms always have boyfriends and she spent all <sighs> the money, made them poor. How much money? Was there in this life insurance, by the way? I mean, it was probably substantial. If he was an oil guy, you know, an oil engineer, he probably made pretty good money. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Um, You know, and and even though she's such an evil hag and she keeps saying, I wish I hadn't had so many kids. And she and Kat still wants to make her mom happy, you know, um, by not wanting to be there. I'll make mom happy by dying, which is so. I know. And and then she talks about how how scientists believe, or Scientologists believe, that psychiatry is the root of the world's problems, right? Because if you Mm -hmm. if you try to be a Scientologist and you seek psychiatric help, the 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 doctor is going to tell you to run the opposite direction because you're completely subjecting yourself to abuse. So it's like Scientologists break you down and then hold the salvation over your head and and then and tell you that if you abandon that road to salvation, it's going to make you want to die, right? She thought that her wanting to die was because she left the Sea Org. 
it's denying that there's a psychology at work here and that they are the abusive and that they, you know, they're the abuser. They've suppressed her voice and denial of your, of love of yourself. Those aren't the things that led you to suicide. It's that you've left the church that's bringing you to suicide. So the, they basically, they bring you the depression, they bring you the anxiety, they bring you the PTSD, PTSD, and then say that those things aren't real. And then your oh reaction God. to those things is simply to, that's that you're away from them. I mean, what a total mo- fucking brilliant mindfuck. It's brilliant. It's a, so brilliant as a cult model. It's so brilliant that she ends up drinking with her mom, which I highly recommend doing, but not till you're like 35. You don't want to drink with your mom when you're 18. Don't you agree? Yeah. And then like paying for it. And then she'll hang out with you (laughs) only if you pay for the alcohol. Like it just feels dirty. It's so wrong. I mean, excuse me, but I do like when she did cut off her mom and she got that little dig in of psychology is better than Scientology, which, mm-hmm. which to me, it sort of, it was, it was this little like moment where she kind of found herself again, which is like beautiful. Cause yourself is always there somewhere waiting to be remembered. They can't totally take your whole brain from you. I don't think. Um, Probably needs to have a transition back, though. I mean, I feel like you'd be like a shell of a person. Yeah, but there's always a little bit of of you in there. It's there somewhere. Um, So here's a question, and we can end on this. What's up with her mom? That's what I'm wondering. Because her mom just feels faceless a bit and like a wall. She seems kind of shallow. She probably grew up without talking about she probably we don't know anything about the way she grew up but i would guess yeah that she grew up in a household that didn't uh ask you to express yourself um mm-hmm. i remember at the start of the episode kat said that her and her dad wanted to get married and get away because they wanted to get away from their families so there was probably an she probably came from her own abusive household she probably didn't want to have so many kids she probably defied her own again, internal voice and had kids because that was the tenet of the Mormon church. And once you start to get away from that and now you're left with all these kids, I can see how you might outwardly say loudly to them, I don't want all these kids. Maybe. I don't know. It seems brutal. It's brutal. But she, I think she's just, she's lashing out, but she's not lashing out at the right parties because the kids are, they're there, they're now. You 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 have brought them into the world, and you have to raise them. Or yeah, maybe she should go to a psychiatrist talk about how she was raised. Yeah. Maybe that would help. But she probably will never. And now She'll her and Cat that. just mourn each other, which in some ways was kind of like poetic and fitting. It is. It is. I thought that quote was really every day. I have to know she's alive, and I have to mourn her. Yeah, that was really sad. Yeah, I think a lot of people are feeling this because of this current state of politics in America. I follow like the QAnon subreddit on Reddit, something anti-QAnon. It's it's a, it's about like people and family members that have lost 
or people that have lost family members to like these really like strong right wing groups. And there is this element of you've lost them and they're so indoctrinated now. It doesn't feel like you can get them back and it keeps getting worse and they're alive, but they're not who you used to know or you, who you thought you knew. And you are mourning someone that's alive. Yeah. It feels like maybe you can't like connect with them anymore. And or all you see is the brainwash. Yeah. There's no, there's just, yeah. Shells there. Their actual selves. So you're mourning someone before they've died. And sometimes it's better than like clinging to the hope or the idea that they might come back. It's a sad end to. Uh... Oh, no, I meant it to be a happy end. Oh. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> her last, Kat's last line in the episode was, I got to do it for my kids. That was her last line. That same sentiment, that's a usual sentiment that you hear. But her own mother, yeah, her own mother didn't follow that sentiment. No, I mean, hopefully she won't continue the cycle. The cycle, yeah. I think she's broken it, and that's happy. I think so too. That is happy. Oh, no. She's still. It sounds like yeah. So that's been this episode of Trauma Bonded. Okay, I'll let you go. Thanks. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500.